Survivor 46 is here, and so is On Fire, the only official Survivor podcast, and we have a twist this season. The winner of Survivor 45, D. Vyadaris, will be joining us every week. We're going behind the scenes of the biggest moments, the how and the why things happen, and the strategy and analysis you can only get from someone like me, a Survivor winner. Listen to On Fire, the official Survivor podcast, wherever you get your podcast. Welcome to another edition of the Let's Go Ricky Roll podcast. I'm Beth Duran, as always, the host, and just having fun with these guys every single week. Uh, Josh Tolley will be joining us pretty soon. Ricky, it's the middle of April, and the text we just got from Tolley, what, two minutes ago that says there's a foot of snow and he's going to be late? <laughs> What's wrong with yeah, that? Dude. Um, I was uh, looking on social media yesterday, and apparently Toronto got hit pretty hard with snow. Like, I was reading people had already put their snow shovels away and all that shit. And nah, man, that thing came back, and yeah, every, the whole streets, everything was covered, everything. Like it was, I, I, I don't know if it was a blizzard, but it was pretty damn near. Like there was a lot of snow. Yeah, it's been cold lately. I actually wore a sweater to play golf on Friday, uh, for the first three holes. <laughs> yeah, man, no, it's 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 crazy. It's it, and he he said it obviously that he's shoveling snow or something like that, or, or he's I, under a foot of snow. Yeah, so. But then again, he lives Cali, on that farm. Is about 50 degrees, and I feel like people are freezing cold, except my kids. They don't want to wear sweatshirts. I think they got that Canadian blood in them, man. <laughs> yeah, and your kids are yeah. there, uh, playing, was it, a Sebastian going to hockey practice with the Austin Matthews jersey? Yeah, damn right. Yeah. I mean, he's got to represent the Mexican roots. Um, obviously, uh, Matthews' is mo- Matthews's mom is is Canadian, uh, Mexican. Yeah. And uh, they did a little feature I watched back in the day. From uh from Donovan Bennett, uh, where he took him to a Mexican spot out in uh in Toronto. I don't know how good it was. He he said it's probably the best Mexican food that you're gonna find out there, and that's where they went. They took uh him and his mom out there, and uh, DJ works for Sportsnet and did a cool little feature on him. Um, <clears throat> but yeah, man, I uh I've always liked those colors. That I mean, it's such a clean color, man. That 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 blue and white. Um, and I'm sure uh, if Look, this is what I'm gonna do. I'm gonna post it on uh, on Twitter, and you're gonna see how much hate I get from it. <laughs> Why, dude? Because I mean, if you're a Leafs fan, you're a Leafs fan. But wow. like anywhere outside of not being a Leafs fan, you're they hate them. You know, it's like oh, for it, real. Yeah, I mean, it's just you know, you. I feel like Canadians, especially where they where they're from in Canada they're so loyal to their teams. It's like me liking the 49ers and okay. hating every other team. Yeah. And uh yeah, I'm going to post it on social media and and I'll, I'll post it on I posted it on Instagram but I didn't I get more uh traction on 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 Twitter and I'll post it and they'll be like either like oh get your son a new jersey, we'll send them a new one. Like random people will be like we'll send them a one from Calgary or Ottawa like Dude, when we used to do those winter tours, so back in the day, uh, the Blue Jays started doing these winter tours, and uh, so we would go to different parts of the of the country um, to just kind of continue to grow the game and show our faces and 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 just you know appreciate the love that we we are the only team in Canada and we're repping everyone, every single city out there. So uh, you know, one year we went to Calgary and we go to the hockey game. They gave us hockey jerseys, so we have to take pictures in Calgary gear, dude. The amount of hate that we got, like just from different people, was insane, man. Like people just 
Yeah. And if you're wearing those team colors, they, they friggin' love you. And then from there, we like went to Ottawa and that's like a big no, no, you don't wear like an Ottawa Jersey and a Maple Leafs Jersey. And dude, yeah, it was, it was pretty funny. They set you guys up, man. They set you guys up. <laughs> you can't be doing that. You yeah, no, know. but it was, it's fun. I have all those jerseys. I have like a Ottawa Jersey, a Calgary flames Jersey. Oh, cool. I have a Montreal Canadians Jersey. Um, I have a Leafs jersey. Uh, what? Uh, where else did we go? Um, Vancouver never gave us one. The the Canucks never gave us one. Um, but yeah, man, those are always cool uh, little things we do in the off season, and it was fun just to go interact with different fans all across yeah. Canada. And the, yeah, the you go to like so cool, man. They they, they, all they are cool, right? Cool. Yeah, yeah. They, 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 and uh, Sebastian. Uh, he rarely likes wearing jerseys, but he definitely wore that one. And uh, what better time? The leaves are hot. Um, and golly, man, I, I feel bad for that fan base. I, I want to see them win. I think this whole city would burn down. I always ask people, I'm like, what if the Leafs won the, the the Stanley Cup? What would happen here? And they're like, dude, it would. this place would go like berserk. Like it would be insane, like the amount of stuff that they'd probably do to that city. You saw what they did. During the Raptors, when yeah. they won the, the NBA championship and how they had it all set up, Jurassic Park and all that, and just the buzz. I was there for one of the playoff games, and it was insanity. I can't imagine what it'd be like if if, if, if – For the national sport, for actually care? Yeah. Yeah. yeah, yeah, like if they were in the Stanley Cup. Uh, yeah. Like I said, that, my, my roots, I, I started – my first thing I ever covered uh, professionally was a Kings game when they played – the Columbus Blue Jackets and Rick Nash was there. And our boy uh, JT just joins us right now on the show. I just got done uh, shoveling snow. Is that correct, Jer- Josh? Got any audio? No audio from Josh. Yeah, yeah, that is that is correct. A foot of snow last night, a car accident about three days ago. What a freaking weekend. April 19th, and you're shoveling snow. No, no, yeah, not dude. just shoveling snow, buddy. We're, we're using tractors to move this snow. <laughs> Damn, you guys! Hit, it got hit pretty bad, right? It's ridiculous. Was it a blizzard? No, I don't know. I was sleeping. I woke up to all the snow, heavy <laughs> snow. Powers out, Jesus! Dude, where are you at? Are you in your man I'm cave? In my basement. I'm in my basement. Ah, oh, you see, man. it does work from there, man. You do get Wi-Fi there. Yeah, down in the corner, buddy. With the Gretzky <laughs> jersey there, and we. <laughs> Yeah. Give us a tour, Tully. Give us a tour. What do you got? Gretzky? What else you got in there? We got Gretzky. I got Judge. We got the Judge jersey. All I right. got the great one. Um, I got Jeter. And then on the far end is Elway. Oh, Elway. I thought you were in Denver. And then you got baseball bats. Hey? You got baseball bats hanging back there? I got some baseball bats. Let's see. We got um, Albert Pujols. Miguel Montero, that's always a good one. Jose Reyes, David Wright, Brian Schneider. Got some nice cleats. I got a Mark Burley jersey and cleats. Pretty oh, sweet. I got nice. Yeah, it's good. It's fine. It it does its job. David Price signed cleats. Yeah. Where's the Josh oh, Tolley jersey? What'd you say, Beto? Where's your Tolley jersey at? My Tolley jersey? In my own Hall of Fame. Buried <laughs> in all the bags, buddy. <laughs> I would never spend the money to buy a frame for that. Come on. <laughs> Come on, Tolly. No, it's, um, I don't know where they are. Wait, you really don't have any of your jerseys hanging? Uh, no, they're all at my parents'. Oh, okay. Yeah. All right. 
Like, like a, one of these days, I'll get them back. But I have, What's I have that, my, I have my Cal State Fullerton one, um, um, my Team USA one. Uh, yeah, my mom still has a bunch. I only have these two behind me, and the yeah. rest I think are my mom's too. Yeah, yeah, that's that's what my my parents my parents have a nice shrine in their basement too. Oh, that's cool. A little shrine. Yeah. Hey, Tully, is your number retired at your high school? Yeah. That a boy. You, see, you can maybe see it in the back. No, you can't. Let me see how I do this. See that? Oh, that number 15 in the corner? Yeah, right up there in the corner. That's my jersey, buddy. That's my high school jersey. Yeah, I'm, be nice. I, I, I would never nice. blow the whistle on my brother, but I think my brother might have stole it from the school when he was still there. <laughs> Yeah. Here we go. Here we go. I got mine too. Woo! There we go. Look, look, look. Hey, hold on one second, guys. My in the piano. Hold on. <laughs> it's all right. We can't hear it. We can't hear it. No, no, it's okay. Oh, he's a mess right now. It's fantastic. All right. All right. Yeah, we can't hear it. This is nuts. This is nuts. Hey, we had spring break all week last week. They go back to school on Monday for another snow day today. <laughs> Ooh, that's the worst. It's the, the worst, worst, dude. The Especially worst. when you're it's planning your day, you're planning your week. Yeah. And then, no. like, like, for us, it's like if one of them gets sick, and then you're just like, oh, God. All right. Yeah, wrench. Absolute wrench. I had lessons lined up. Nope, can't do lessons now. This is going to be a good one today because totally time has started quick, coming in hot, baby. Yeah. You all right? Want to breathe a little yeah, bit? Yeah, I'm good. I'm good. All right, let's go. Let's go. I'm sorry I'm late. Here we go. All right, no problem. You know, and of course they're gonna chirp you. Where's the Johan paint the Johan painting? <laughs> it's at his house, baby. You know that. <laughs> All right. Hey, you're gonna send it to me. Oh man. All right. So let, let's start off with some positive stuff here. Before we yeah. get into the show, before we get everything else. Um, we are out of stickers. Uh, so I have to make another order of peop- of stickers. Uh, but I, I want to apologize to uh, this fan of ours right now. His name is Jeremy. Uh, he, he says he really wishes he can get some stickers. This is Jeremy, Josh's brother. Just out of curiosity, you have any stickers left? Sorry, Jeremy, totally <laughs> no stickers for you. Uh, I will take care of you on the next batch, okay? We'll take care of him right now. Hey, hey he calls me and he says, hey, can I get some stickers? I said, call my guy Beto. Huh? <laughs> <laughs> yeah, he did send it. He did send it. Uh, Nice Instagram. And uh, also, Jeremy, appreciate you with zero post. Uh, I don't know what he's hiding, but he's all right. <laughs> there it is. So Jeremy will take care of you. Uh, also, here's a nice message from James Yu. Uh, he said, I enjoy listening to the podcast. I can't listen live, but I always listen in the evenings. Can I get some stickers? James was the last person to get some stickers. He's in uh, London, Ontario. He said, oh, by the way, Ricky, thank you for the autograph. I got it during the 2019 Winter Fest. Uh, I wasn't ah. able to, I wasn't able to have a wedding in Canada because of COVID, but I do show off the autograph. So James, you we appreciate that. Sweet. Yeah. We were just talking about before you logged on, dude, about the the cool winter tours that the that the Blue Jays used to do, and how we used to go to different cities and and wear different hockey jerseys, and how serious uh, Toronto Maple Leafs and how offended they would get if you wore, like, a Calgary Flames or an yeah. Ottawa jersey. And Bethel was like, what the hell? I was like, yeah, dude, it's, like, serious. Like, you, that's, like, a big no-no. But we were, like, just in a different city, and they were, you know, showing us love. And, yeah, man, it, it's pretty hey, funny. Remember, remember Liam Hendricks? Liam Hendricks, yeah. I think, was a huge Habs fan. Yeah. 
And we went to, as a team, we went to the Leafs game, and he wore his Canadians jersey. Wow. <laughs> I think. Wow. Fact, che- hey, fact check me on that. And it got like some – dude, it was like all over the media. Like it was like a cardinal rule not to ever do that. He's Australian. He can do whatever That's he wants. That's the thing, though, man. Like people – like like when they say, oh, you like when I, I root for the Lakers, obviously, and and how offended they get. They're like, oh, well, you, you played here. You got to root for the Raptors. And it's like, no, I don't. Like, no, like you, you grow up watching who you watch. And, you know, for hockey, I don't really have an alliance to a team, so I don't really give a shit. Um, but, like – yeah, like people like Beto's seen it on on Twitter. Oh, right yeah. now, like shit to Raptor fans, and they're like get offended. And they're like, oh man, like hell no, like you can't do that. Like you played here, we we show you love here, and it's like, dude, I grew up a Lakers fan. You're not gonna make me a Raptors fan. And if I heard, I, I tell Cara like right now they're down two zero to the Sixers, and I'm like, oh, and I, all my friends like that are on the media there, like it's pretty funny, and I'm like, God, Lee, there's. Such big whiners right now, like they're down to oh, and like they're 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 just mad at Embiid and all. And I'm like, geez, if you guys were up to nothing, like there would be no excuses. But literally, everything's just oh, this, all oh, the refs, this, all oh, the refs, that. And it's like just fucking wear your two old down to Toronto, like shit. Ricky's getting feisty <laughs> with Canada. Hey guys, of course it's the refs' fault. I got into a podcast called The Whistleblower with Tim Donaghy, the yeah. referee that bet. Yeah. Oh, oh my God. Wait, wait, you were on it? Or you? No, no, I listened to it. Oh, I'm listening did? to it. Oh, yeah, yeah. Wow. Yeah. Dude, it yeah. is incredible. Like, you almost don't want to believe it as a professional player, but the shit that happened was so true. Mm-hmm. Yeah. Yeah. And, like, it makes you think, right? In my mind, Hey, I turn the games on in my mind, I think, and I watch early, sorry, before the first half is over, like that last stretch of the second quarter, I'm now watching to see what's going on. Like, (laughs) are they giving them free points? That's what they call it, right? Like, they give them, they find a way to give them free points. Yeah. Yeah, that's Tim Donahue, the NBA uh, referee who went to jail for uh, fixing games. Uh, He he said that. There was other people involved, but <clears throat> NBA said no. It was just him on his own. He was rogue. He was into the mob. He owed them money. It's a, I haven't heard that podcast, but I've heard I, I've read enough of the stories. It's intense. It Check is, it out. You yeah. If you're driving, it's one of those podcasts where you just keep like you want to keep doing circles because it's like what's going to happen next. Oh man. Yeah. Hey, you That's know good. It's crazy because you you see those betting lines and how easy like how close they come. They're they're on it every time. They they really don't miss, and that's why there's a saying that Vegas just doesn't lose. You know, yep. they, they just don't. Fights. And I just it's unbelievable to me. I mean, have you seen the one of the UNLV basketball player who bet who was shaving points in college uh, oh, or not UNLV ASU. ASU, ASU, yeah, that's a basketball. That's a documentary. Crazy. Like how he'd look up at the it's score nice. and he's like, "All right, I gotta take over. All right, I gotta create it, or I gotta turn the ball over here." Or yeah, that is in dude. The amount of pressure you'd be under to do something like that is crazy. Yeah, the you know crazy. the basketball. I could see basketball. You can buy a player off, especially in college, because they're not getting any money. But referee, the refereeing one was interesting to me because, like I told you guys, I, I came up refereeing in high school and in college and. It's hard to go and do that because you have a partner. In NBA, you have three. And for Donahue to get away with some of those things, and I mean, there's always betting lines. And now there's 
have you guys noticed that there's in baseball there's these accounts that are tracking the umpires and they're okay so, yeah hold on so this is where i was i was just about to go to this uh -oh. oakland a's toronto blue jays the other night's game jeff nelson's a home plate umpire misses Horrible. 27 balls and strikes Awful. and it now comes to light like never in a million years did i ever think like like the guy behind me is is in some cahoots, but like, but you're missing 27 calls. And if you go back and watch the clippings of the videos, I watched the game. I was watching it live, dude. It was awful, awful. I, I I'm floored. I'm like, and Jeff Nelson is a great umpire. He's a great really? umpire. And how he whiffed on 27 of them. I like how there's report cards, but there should be a there should be um. Some kind of penalty, dude. Where you like, hey, you're, well, you're, 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 but obviously their union is strong. We get it and all that stuff. But there, there should be some type of penalty. Like we have to face the media. They should have to face some kind of they consequence. They don't have. They don't have to. Before, no, but like, I listen, I know. And like, it could have been an anomaly too. I, I'm not. I, I should correct myself. Yeah. I'm not sitting here saying he's Tim Donaghy. I'm saying that it's it's bizarre that I listen to this podcast. And then Jeff Nelson, one of the best home plate umpires, goes out and whiffs on twenty-seven pitches. Like I like, I'm like, I like the scorecards. So they're pretty cool. They're yeah. pretty cool. How they, For how the they, record, we're not accusing any any major league umpire of cheating. Yeah, thank you, that. thank uh, you. It's just it, it's interesting because I've always watched gambling from a distance, and now it's so prominent because of the different betting lines and how ESPN is in line and MLB is in line with companies that are uh, gambling. Ump scorecards is a Twitter account I was talking about where they will rate every single home plate umpire on what happened. So, like, for example, last night, the Phillies and Rockies, uh, Pat Holberg, 99% accuracy behind the plate. Yeah. So you get that. And at first it's like, okay, that's cool. Somebody's tra keeping track of the umpires. They're not doing it just to see who the umpires are. That's being used as gambling information. Oh, for sure. 100%. Yeah. I, I, know, I know guys that like to bet a lot. And that, that the I've heard questions where, like, hey, man, who um, – yeah, I, one of the things I always check for is who's behind the plate. And I'm like, behind the plate, like catching? They're like, no, the umpire. I'm like, what the hell? Yeah, I'm like, I've heard that. Like, I mean, but, like, listen, these guys are so freaking good at their job. Yes. Yeah. Um, when I got that, when somebody sent me that link today, I was I was floored. Now, there's a couple umpires that would not have shocked me, but a guy of that caliber, like Jeff Nelson was one of the best to work in front of and was really, really good at his job. Yeah, and it's I like think of one guy that's horrible, horrible, horrible every time. CB Buckner, I'll say his name. <laughs> oh, that's my guy. Come on, leave CB alone, Rick. Terrible. Uh, I mean, yeah, Kerwin Danley. Terrible. Kerwin <laughs> Danley. Yeah, terrible. San Diego, San Diego State product. Yeah. Played with Tony Gwynn. Yeah, Kerwin. Ricky Kerwin Danley went to Dorsey. Oh, did he really? Yeah, his wow. brother actually used to be a uh, LA City umpire here. Uh, wow. So, yeah, so oh, they give man. a ratings of every single plate umpire. What about Ron Culpa? Ron Culpa? Yeah. If Ron Culpa likes you, you freaking are having a great day. <laughs> you, know who, you know who I really like, man? And he was a pro's pro. And um, obviously not a lot of guys' favorite. There Tim we go. Me. Tim McClellan? Yes. Who didn't like him? Everybody likes Tim McClellan. Best know, Tim I mean. McClellan story is nobody knew if it was a ball or a strike except for the hitter and catcher. Because all he would do back there. Now, Beto, let me – I don't know. You remember Tim McClellan? Yeah, big tall guy. Big tall guy. He would sit back there and he would go, yep, 
strike three. That <laughs> was a straight call. Nobody yeah. like he. Would, he would juke announcers. He was one of my favorites. I listen, Chris Guccione, uh, great. Who, who, uh, who was the guy that passed away? JT. Who was the guy that passed away? Coop. Coop. Oh, Eric Cooper. Eric Cooper. Eric Cooper. Yeah, Eric Cooper called Mark Burley's no hitter and perfect game or something crazy like that, yeah. and wore number fifty six on his patch. How about that? Did he really? That's crazy. Hey, That's crazy. He was. He was, a, he was a hard ass, but. He was like, like, don't show him up. But he was, he was good at his job. I really enjoyed Dude, having him on the plate. The the umpires, I my relationship with the umpires, I have a different perspective as we've talked about before on the show because I, I get to deal with them on a daily basis. But other than hanging out with my teammates and like that camaraderie, I miss the relationships with the umpires, the banter, the arguing, the I'm right, no, you're right, no, I'm wrong. I miss like. I do miss that. I are you allowed to do that now? It doesn't seem like it's happening. Why? I mean, if you got a little bit like yeah, I respect all these guys, I respected every one of them. No, no, Even I'm not talking about you, JT. Game. I'm just talking about in the game today. You don't really see yeah. that banter. JT, let, let me ask you a question. Um, like what was the most intense battle you had during a game? During a game, as you're catching with an umpire behind you, like where you guys are going back and forth, like where he didn't take so, off his mask. CB. I feel like it a lot. CB, it happened with CB because we were in Atlanta and he started squeezing Johan big time. And Johan was a, a ultra veteran guy. And he, he, I mean, he had to throw it into the freaking window and CB just ball, 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 ball. And Johan's getting pissed and I'm trying to keep Johan in the game. So I'm giving it to CB. CB's yelling at me and CB, every time he'd get pissed, he always had like a little smirk on his face. I said, you stop smirking at me right now. Like that was, <laughs> that was a story that I, he was one guy that we got into it pretty good, but never yeah, threw I, me I, out because, because we had the relationship. There was no reason to throw me out. Yeah. And I, and I feel like usually when it gets really, really intense, that's when the umpire gets in front of your face and takes off his mask. That's when I know I'm like, oh shit, the catcher has been pressing his buttons. And that's, yeah. that's about yeah. like, what does it there? But usually I feel like you always hear the, the bickering back and forth and you see it from the pitching from a pitcher standpoint. But yeah, I mean, usually like umpires, veteran guy, like you, you mentioned, Johan Santana being a veteran guy and they, you know, they can start squeezing you, but then you go and talk to them and I feel like they're like, okay, I'll give it to you. Just keep hitting it. And and eventually that zone opens up, but it's very rare that a guy stays with it, with that zone um, for nine innings, um, both sides of the ball. And I always say, like, I, I, I we were, because people on social media are always saying, oh, robo umps, it's time for robo umps. No. And I'm like, well, you can't, you can't do that when, when the, when the calls are going for you. And then when they go against you, you're going to, you're going to say robo umps. Like, it just, it, it shouldn't be like that. And they're like, well, we need a consistent so, strike zone. So this is what worries me about these report cards now is somebody. So, hold on, totally, real quick, it, let me set it up. Uh, uh, if you're listening on iTunes right now, I'm showing a graphic on YouTube. It's from Umpire Scorecards where he tells you overall accuracy, the favor, consistency, and it will tell you the impactful missed calls, and it has the heat zone, which is very interesting. The one I'm showing right now is Hunter Wendelstadt from last Saturday. He was 91% accuracy. So what do you – go ahead, Tony. Yeah, no, I. but it goes to Ricky's point about the ABS system, the, the ball strike, um, automated ball strike system. It's like if these report cards – listen, dude, those numbers are insane. They call yeah. balls and strikes for both teams. You have no idea how hard that is to do. 
especially with the way guys' stuff is right now. The breaking balls are better. The fastballs are harder. Guys are pitching at the top of the zone, which is always one of the hardest ball strikes to get. And I'm worried that these report cards then get funneled back, and then now Major League Baseball says, see, this is why we need it. Still too many missed calls. And then and now we have a problem because I will be very frustrated if baseball goes to that. Yeah, very, very interesting yeah. to have that. But Hey, where do you find that at? That's on, on Twitter um, at uh, they have a- ump, the letter U, the letter M, the letter P, and scorecards. That's the Twitter account. Ump. Uh-huh. Scorecards. There's also a website called umpscorecards.com. A hundred eighty-five thousand followers. It has. Oh. Yeah, that's dude, awesome. It's, it's pretty cool. But like you said, yeah, it, it, yeah, MLB can be like, oh, too many missed calls. But again, and 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 you you have your bad ones, but at the same time, I think it's what makes the the, the game beautiful. Like I like what Matt Chapman said the other night. He said he it, he was talking about Jeff Nelson and and um. And he said, "He's, you know what? At the end of the day, it's not an excuse. We gotta adjust." And I'm like, "Bingo! Like that's what you did. That's what we did. You adjusted to the umpire. Yeah. The umpire is gonna adjust to you. And if the guy's giving you a wide strike zone, you're like, okay. As a pitcher, you're like, if he's gonna give it to me, you're a catcher, JT. You're gonna sit back there. You're gonna be like, we're gonna paint that fucking pitch all, all day, day, buddy. Yeah. And then you're gonna all come day. in and tell the hitters. You're gonna come in and tell the hitters his zone <laughs> is." Down and away hitters, you know, like just make sure, like yeah. just beware. And that's the way I feel like you communicated to the offense, and 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 everything was just an adjustment. And it's like we can't just have like like a robo ump up there saying like like technology can fail at any point. We're seeing it with the pitch com thing where guys can't hear it. Like yeah, it's yeah. just to me, it's just they leave leave that part alone. Like. You know, you can have your replay calls and stuff like that, but leave that part alone where, where these guys are, are, are doing their best. And uh, I get it. I get it. Like some some hitters get pissed off and, and, and the, you know, um, Scotty MacArthur t- <laughs> tweeted a great quote the other day that Bautista said in uh, 2013. You might have heard this quote, uh, <laughs> JT. <laughs> he said, I don't like when someone else's mediocrity affects my productivity. <laughs> <laughs> about umpires, <laughs> Jose, buddy. Hey, Jose would get after them as hard as anybody, wouldn't he? Yeah, he would, man. He, he, he. Godly, I feel like it's almost like catchers had to fight that battle for him and be like, hey, hey, like, like, calm down, like, don't, like, I got him. I got, like, I always felt like other catchers were always fighting um, that battle for him. Yep. Uh, and on, yeah. and also just to be consistent. Uh, a game on Monday night, Pat Hobart was 99% in the Rockies-Phillies game. Um, he had one impactful missed call. It was a 0-0 count. It was the first pitch of the game. Uh, after that, uh, 100% called strike accuracy. So, look, we're not saying it's easy being an umpire, especially nowadays where guys are throwing 102, uh, where yeah. the sliders are 95 and everything's exploding. It's not easy to do. They're the best in the planet at doing it. So... I, and I always go back to this. Well, if you don't like it, then you go do it. Well, it's freaking hard yeah. to get to that level. And hey, I wish they would throw this 100% more and they would talk about it more because as soon as like a Jeff Nelson all of a sudden made big news, like, oh, my God, right. he missed all, why don't we see the 100%? Why don't we see the the, the yeah. job that the good job that these guys are doing? Yeah. Well, let me tell you, Jeff Nelson has done multiple World Series. He's been crew chief forever. Like, I, I, I truly believe it was just like one of those days he was just – he was off. He was off center. He was off whatever. And like – Everyone has watch, a bad day. 
hey, let's track. And when he has the plate again, I, I, I'm going to pay attention because I bet you his next outing, he's Nine. at – He's at 98%, 99%. Listen, that 99%, the one missed pitch was a first inning to Real Muto, oh, oh, and it was like borderline. Like, how impactful was that? Yeah. It's, uh, and, it and, and let, me, let me ask you this, because I'm sure, I'm sure people are wondering, um, and this is probably the most talked about umpire in the big leagues, because he's so controversial. How would you handle an Angel Hernandez? Angel was fine. Like, He's just controversial because he's Angel and he likes like it's his show. He likes a his show. That's when you give Angel, hey, when you give Angel his show, you, you got his back. When you when you ride him, like he's a guy where like I would never push his buttons too far. I would I would be very cautious as to how to handle it. And I'll tell you this: when you build a relationship with these guys, a lot of them would say, "Hey, JT, that two-two pitch to so and so. Can you go look at it? Go inside and look at it and let me know what you think." And then they just want honesty. Dude, if we think they're out there to fuck anybody, you've lost your mind because they are they are the best in the world. And it sounds like I'm like like really like blowing the umpires here. But like you have to understand, <laughs> like these guys are. This episode is brought to you by Hyperice, the leader in advanced warm up and recovery technology. They have tons of innovative products like Venom heated wearables to help soothe sore back muscles, Normatec compression boots to speed up recovery and increase circulation, and Hypervolt massage guns to improve mobility. Loved by athletes like Naomi Osaka and Erling Holland. Try them yourself. Get 10% off your order with the code MOVE at hyperrice.com. Hey, it's Kaylee Cuoco for Priceline. Ready to go to your happy place for a happy price? Well, why didn't you say so? Just download the Priceline app right now and save up to 60% on hotels. So whether it's Cousin Kevin's Kazoo concert in Kansas City, go Kevin! Or Becky's Bachelorette Bash in Bermuda, you never have to miss a trip ever again. So download the Priceline app today. Your savings are waiting. Go to your happy place for a happy price. Go to your happy price, Priceline. They, they are professional. This is their livelihood and they take yeah. it with yeah. like, it is their passion, dude. It is their passion. Yeah. yeah. It's a, uh, it's oh, hard yeah. to do it. And a lot of these guys, it's easier to be a professional baseball player numbers wise than it is an umpire because these guys don't leave. They're there for 30 years. And so there's a lot yeah. of guys in the minor leagues yeah. who, and they have a great union. All right. I don't know how we got into this top. This is good though. Oh, but uh, Ricky, I just saw the video you sent me right now. JT, your view this on those uh, robo umps. Where, like, what they're doing is there's a robo-ump and there's a home plate umpire that calls it for the fans yeah. to see it, but the robo-ump is the one making the call, right? Is that how it's working? That's right. And then they tell the umpire in his ear? Yeah. So they have ear pods, and then the pitch enters the zone, boom, and then it says ball or strike, and then the umpire goes strike or ball. Um, okay, it's we ridiculous. We got a video here. Uh, I don't know what the yeah, watch some of these. Yeah. So Ricky just told me this. A ball. I've seen some of them. Uh, let me play it up here. All right. So I'm going to push play. Yeah. Let me delete myself here. This. And the pitch is thrown. A ball. The umpire rings them up. Whoa. <laughs> Look, the, the catcher, the pitcher, and the, and the they're all looking around like, what? Oh, wow. This is bad. And the batter can't do nothing. You can't argue this? 
I would. I would slam my bat, get ejected, say this is the dumbest thing ever, and I don't ever want to hit with this system ever again. <laughs> but, like, it's crazy the comments that you read on it, dude. They're like, oh, it's a strike. The catcher cat caught it wrong. Well, the fucking pitcher missed the location by, like, two feet. It was a left-handed batter, and it was inside the left-handed batter's box. Whoa. And that's just like, weird. Like, you get, yeah. You don't like, get rewarded for that. I'm sorry. Like, 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 like people who beg for robo-umps, you guys are okay with this? Like, you guys are okay with this? Like, you guys are okay watching a sloppy strike like that? Like, that's not what we're taught, or that's not what we were taught. Like, you were taught, like, you know, there's times when you do miss your your – your uh, location by a little bit and umpires do give it to you, but something like that, it's like, how do you reward that, man? Yeah. Like that's that was a three so foot miss, miss, dude. That was a three foot miss. Yeah. When everybody's looking around and saying, what happened here? Yeah. Uh, all right. Totally. Yeah, here's like, one from our buddy, Carlos. How's Alfonso Marquez? Alfonso Marquez. That's my guy. Best straw <laughs> in the game. You're not going to hear JT say anything bad about any umpire. No kidding. <laughs> I love Alfonso Marquez. Big hockey guy too. Yeah. Was he really? Yeah. Big Alfon- hockey guy. He, I, I, I want to say he lives in Phoenix. Yeah. And lived, lived at the – because when I lived in Phoenix years ago, I just got to the big leagues, and he was at every game, and we always sat fairly close to each other. Bob Davison is another guy who's a Colorado guy who's a huge Avs guy. So I these guys, they, they love it. They all know all the referees. Hey, it's, it's pretty who was, neat. Well, who was uh, Tornado Tom? What was his last name? Tor- Tornado Tom. Tom Hallion. <laughs> the best punch out ever. I feel yeah. like hitters would get so mad, hey, dude. <laughs> I just had he he just had home plate the other night with uh it was either the Mets game or Yankees Baltimore maybe he had home plate and I told my kids I said hey watch Tornado Tom he just ripped that thing Where? what's his name Tom Hallian Tornado Tom Hallian yeah dude his 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 punch out is awesome oh my god he, he does uh, Tom Hallian I just type up his name on YouTube and it shows. Strike three calls. There's a montage of him. <laughs> it's the best. Wolfie, Wolfie was good too. Um, good I like knuckleball. Wolfie, Wolfie had a good knuckleball. Dude, he he had a fucking cannon. He would yeah, rifle that ball back at you. Yeah, yeah. Jim Wolf. Yeah, that's a Jim Wolf's Wolf. brother. Randy, Randy, yeah. Randy's brother. Yeah, it was crazy because I was playing with Randy Wolf in AAA, and then I got called up. And we had Jim Wolf shortly thereafter, and we just blasted his brother the whole game, just ripping on Randy. Poor guy wasn't even there to defend himself. But saw, Jimmy, Wolf throws a, hey, Jimmy Wolf throws a great knuckleball back to the pitcher real hard. Really? And he just goes, yeah. yeah. And you knew, but you, you teach him that totally? You're like, hey, this is how you do it? Like, you do? No, no. Come on. I said, just throw the ball back. You're going to hurt my guy. <laughs> I said, you're dealing with pitchers, Wolfie. Let's go. Yeah. You know who else? I, I like uh, – Adrian Johnson a lot too. I love Adrian Johnson. Good guy. He was like the guy that I I remember vividly in New York missed a couple calls, and I politely went and asked him like, "Hey, uh, Adrian, where'd you have those?" And he's like, "Oh man, he's like, I might have missed them, but keep hitting that spot. I'll, I'll give it back to you. I'll, I'll, I'll give it to you. Like you keep hitting that spot, yeah. it's it's yours." And I'm like, "Yeah, AJ was good. Yeah, Rick, Greg Gibson. Greg Rick Gibson might be my favorite. Yeah, of course, though. he's polite." Yeah, but Great you have to be. It, it's like it's like JT said. You have to thread lightly with these guys. As soon as you start showing them up and yeah. like, and cussing them out, and yeah, they're gonna make bad calls and everything and all that during a game. It happens, but you just if you approach them 
the right way. Like I always had a good relationship with Angel Hernandez too. Like when he, whenever he was behind the plate, because I knew like, Hey, just butter this guy up and, and, and be polite, you know, just call him by their first name and, 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 and that's it. And, and you, like one of the things I always saw other pitchers do was tip their hat to the umpire right before the first pitch. I always tried doing that too, where I just like kind of, Hey, just a little salute and then boom, here we go. You know? And, uh, yeah, man. I mean, you just, again, these guys are, they have egos, but if you just kind of thread lightly with them, they, 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 they're normal humans, just like us. All right. Here's Tom Hallian strike three calls. Give it to us tornado. He would pitch. Strike three. (laughs) Hey, if you, <laughs> Tom Hallion. Yeah. Okay, I mean, you guys just not watch. I watch that all the time. Well, I mean, I, I didn't know his name. And that's another example. If, if you don't know the umpire's name, then that's a good sign. Like, everybody knows Angel yeah. Hernandez. Uh, you know? Yeah. yeah it's hey, a- did you see Angel behind the plate dancing the other day? Like, that's just Angel. <laughs> <laughs> like it's just what he does. This is great. Hey man, our guy Marco is gonna be all over you because he 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 always um, Marco. You have you ever met Marco? Jason? No, he hasn't met him. Our CFO. No, he yeah, he he. No, uh, I don't know him. No, no, he's right. He's a money guy. He's a money guy. He takes care of that thing. He'll be like money man, guy. Fuck that guy. Fuck <laughs> Angel. Like he, I love Angel. Thing. Angel's fine. <laughs> <laughs> but yeah, the fact is that you only have to say Angel, and every baseball fan knows it's Angel Hernandez. You know, yeah. It was. Uh, this is who we got. So we're going. We're going to the ravine tonight. Beto and I are going to the ravine tonight. We're going to go watch the Dodgers against the uh, Atlanta Braves. Bueller versus Max Freed should be a fun matchup. This is who we got. Let's see if you know any of these names. Uh, Andy Fletcher will be behind the dish. Yeah. F- yeah. Um, Charlie Ramos at first base. Uh, Gabe Morales at third base. Yeah. Gabe Morales and, and and Chris Siegel will be at or Gabe Morales will be at second. Chris Siegel will be at third. Yeah, Chris Siegel and I came up together. Like he was one of those guys that we were always like we all got to AAA about the same time. Like AA, he was a AA umpire. We came up through the minor leagues. You, hey, you want to hear a great umpire story? This guy Sean Barber. I was 18 years old in the Gulf Coast League. Sean Barber was 18 years old in the Gulf Coast League. Wow. It, it took him about who oh, about three times longer than it took me to, like, get to the big leagues. It's That's how hard it is for these guys. Yeah. It takes them years upon years upon years. Yo, that's I, funny. I mean, only you would know something like that, like, about who came up with you as an yeah. umpire, man, because us, like, you, you – in the minor leagues, you run through so many guys. Like, you see so many guys, like, through the – High A level, double A, triple A, et cetera, et cetera. But um, yeah, it's crazy that, that you see these guys get promoted. And it's probably like, I'm sure it's equally as exciting as it is getting oh, yeah. a call up to the big leagues as a player, right? I would yeah. love to get, hey, I would love to get an umpire on the show. But they I think it would talk. be freaking awesome. They're not allowed to talk. What do you mean? No, they could come on the podcast. Are you kidding me? No. Could I get a retired one? You know one? Yeah, I know. I know all of them now. How to get a hold of them? That I don't know, yeah, but I can. So, major league umpires are not allowed to do interviews. Um, Wait, at all? Nope. Um, major league umpires. Every game, there is one member of the Baseball Writers Association that is assigned the pool reporter. So, in case there's a controversy, or in case something happens, only one writer is allowed to talk to the crew chief, who will then explain if there's something that happened. 
but you're not allowed to have any kind yeah. of real interaction with them. Now, the beat writers will have some kind of interaction because sometimes they're at the airport together or they're on yeah. the same flight kind of thing. But as far as like normal interaction with them back and forth, you never see it. You never hear these guys' stories unless they're uh, – the only time you really do hear them is when they're doing a charity event in the off-season. And a yeah. lot of that has to be done by MLB.com writers that are doing it. So you never well, get to know these guys' stories. Um, John Hirschbeck, who well, John Hirschbeck's retired, was on um, Sean Casey's okay. podcast, the Mayor's retired Office. And, and like that's a, he's, he, you're right, you're right. He's retired, and he was pitching. A, he was also telling awesome stories, but pitching there. He has a little foundation thing yeah. that he does too, which is great. But you're right, that's a retired umpire. Yeah, I, because, I got it now. Um, yeah, it, a retired guys would do it, but it's just a lot of. I mean, I would right. love to have them on. They have great stories because they're right stories. Their stuff be their grind because they're start. You mentioned it. They're 18, 19 years old. They go to umpire school. A lot of them go to the Harry yeah. Wendelstead School of Umpiring uh, down in Florida. And just like you guys, they go to extended spring. They go through the grind. They're driving with one partner across the, you know, the Midwest oh. League or whatever it is trying many, to get there. How many umpires is there in the big leagues? Big league umpires? Well, they have their crew chiefs, but then they also have a, a rotation of about 10 to 15 up, that they call up for minor league. Up, down, guys. Yeah. I don't know, Rick. Hey, I mean, who, Josh, who was the guy who was uh, – uh, a former boxer. This dude was huge, and like no, you, Teddy Barrett. Yeah, Ted Barrett. Yes, yes. the best. Yeah, dude, he, dude. Hey, Ted Barrett. So my guess, my guess, if I have to guess how many umpires, I'm gonna say seventy-five. Wow. Um, I'm looking. How'd you like Cousy behind the dish? Oh, Cousy, he's the best. Cousy, Cousy, Cousy. <laughs> yeah, Phil's the best. So hey, so let's talk about Teddy Barrett real quick. Teddy Barrett. Is like, dude, this guy's track record. He, he sparred with like Ali. Yep. He freaking, he's like a priest. He's like, yes. He, he, this guy's unbelievable. He's like the, he, he's the ultimate human being. Yeah. Is he still in the big leagues? Yeah. 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 He, yeah. He actually, cool. you're right. These, these guys have interesting stories that nobody really digs well, into. It no. would be cool to get them in the podcast. Yeah. I wish, one. I wish the accountability. Because let me tell you guys something. The accountability these guys have is more than the players. I, I believe that. when they Just like what you said about AJ, Ricky, Adrian Johnson. You say, yeah, Rick, keep throwing that ball there. I just, hey, I'm, I'm off of it right now. I don't know why. Stay right there. You hit that spot again, I'll, I'll give it to you. Like, that's accountability. Jeff Nelson probably feels awful. Oh, 100%. Like, he would give the guy a chance to, like, speak and say, hey, I had a really bad day. My, I, I was off. I was off center. I fuck. I didn't sleep last night. Whatever, whatever it might be, you never know. Yeah. All right. So here's the answer to it. Uh, there are 76 full time mm -hmm. umpires. Yeah. And they're in four person crews. Um, each crew, if you combine the veterans and the newcomers, maintains an experience of 50 to 70 years combined. Each crew. Um, and there's. They're ranging by letters A through S. So you might say, oh, this is squad A, squad B. That's all it yeah. is. And each of them has their crew chief. Uh, every single umpire makes six figures, over $100,000, when they get to the big leagues. Um, yeah. And then it goes ranges up to more than that based on seniority. Um, how about this And one? the final number is not as deep as you think it is. No. And it, <clears throat> there's a rotation of about 20 that come up from AAA for vacation relief for yeah. these guys. And it's not that many. So – 
For example, Gabe Morales, who, who you mentioned, became full-time in 2017, but he was in the minor, minor league slash big pro ball since 2014. So he had three years where he was like a 4A kind of player, umpire yep. kind of guy. So they'll get the major league taste, a cup of coffee in September, then they go back down and kind of get that stuff. Hey, it's funny. It's funny when you're in AAA and the up-down guys are like so good. And then the guys that you're like, this guy's got no shot ever. <laughs> like you sniff them right out. It is. It's so true though. It's like you know you would get the roster the in the minor leagues, you get the lineup of the <clears throat> rosters of the umpires, and so and so's got the dish tonight. And you're like, Oh, thank God. You know you're gonna have a good, clean, fast paced game, and then you see a different guy and you're like, God, you just like oh, boy, I can't wait till this guy gets out of this league. And, and they get – there's a cutoff date. If yep. you don't get to a certain point by X amount of years, yes. you're fired. So, uh, as I'm reading here, you're right, Kusoli. So, they get evaluated when they go to the camp. Every single month they get evaluated in the minor leagues. They normally, by the time they get to AAA, have put in a minimum of six years. You yeah, can't get to AAA bad. until you've done six years of yeah. minor leagues and in Billings, in uh, Salem, Virginia, or Myrtle Beach, wherever you may be. Yeah. yeah. So, they do the grind. I mean – but again, I think there's there's beauty in yes. in, uh, in adjusting during a game. There's beauty in in arguing cause, you know, like if human you, you, error, you, human yeah. error. It's all, it's okay. We suck yeah. all the time as players. You don't have to <laughs> suck once in a while. Yeah. <laughs> and like you take away if you do robo umps, who do you argue with? Can't argue with the damn. Can't look up at the press box and be like, "What the hell's going on up there?" Like. You just take all that stuff away. The arguing, the the the, even though it's declined big time, the 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 fact that managers don't come out and argue as much or 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 get thrown out. I see. I saw Charlie Montoya last week um, get thrown out, and I was like, "Whoa, this is cool!" Like he he got in the umpire's face. Like that's part of baseball. Like that, you, we'd be missing all that if if, if you bring um, the robo arms. I'm just not there yet, man. And I don't know if I'll ever be. Honestly, like you can call me old school. You can call me whatever you want, but like. People who keep like saying like, oh, you know, bring them on, bring on robo arms. It's time. Yeah. It's time. It's like, I don't know. I just, yeah. I just. It's not time. No, no, no. I like it. Uh, the personal life of Ted Barrett, totally. You got me going down this rabbit hole. And I know if you're listening right now, you're like, why you guys talking about umpire? Because these guys are characters. So Ted Barrett, who's a major league umpire, his personal life, um, he has a doctorate in theology yeah. uh, from wow. Trinity. His dissertation an investigation of faith as a life, life principles in the lives of major league umpires. He wrote his yeah. doctorate on this. Um, yeah, the guy's nuts. He played college football at Cal State Hayward, which is now Cal State East Bay. Uh, he was an amateur boxer, and he did do sparring with a bunch of uh, pros. Um, he also is the only umpire to have worked three perfect games. He worked the longest World Series game, that Dodger game, in 2018. Uh, yeah, it's a... Uh, it's an interesting guy. He's only 56, man. I'm 43. And I'm wow. Just, that's I'm it. 43, and I'm like, man, what have I done? I'm going to do a podcast. So, yeah. yeah so, right. <laughs> with a bunch of washed-up baseball players. I'm great. <laughs> but, yeah. So, I mean, it, it, this is great. This wasn't even the topic that we had today. This is why I love doing the podcast. This is just talking, talking and back and forth. And, like I said, as a guy who worked his way through college, officiating whatever sport that was at, doing high school games, and – you're like, what the hell is wrong with you? Like, when I had my shoulder surgery, I was umpiring slow pitch softball with Ben, and I'm like, you guys are freaking crazy. You guys know how hard it is to do this? I can only imagine at the professional yeah. level in A-ball yeah. when you're 19 years old, and like you said, you're in, 
you know, Auburn, New York, or whatever, trying to figure this out because everybody has a dream. But yeah, yeah it's, and, uh, and and I feel like and, and it's cool that that Josh takes us down that path. Yeah, you know, it's cool where he shows us the relationship between a catcher and and uh, an umpire because it does go a long way. These guys spend so much time with these guys behind the plate. They're having conversations. I've heard hitters who say like, "Fuck the." This catcher and the umpire won't shut up the whole at bat. Yeah. Just <laughs> bullshitting the whole time, buddy. That's what we do. Why do you think they talk so much? I learned from the best in the game. Yeah, yeah. these guys are trying to hit, and like, yeah, it, it, it's it, it's it's cool. It's cool that that um, you know JT provides this perspective from a from a different yeah. lens. Obviously, the, the us pitchers we we never really come. Clo- we don't have that type of relationship because we're sixty feet away. But, you know, little by little, you do build little relationships here and there. And um, but, yeah, these guys are closer to umpires than anybody else. Yeah, totally. So find us an umpire, like a retired one. And if they're willing to talk about it, would you be would you be opposed to a minor league umpire guy that got to like, I want to say triple A. I actually I'm actually friendly with one. I'm going to reach out to him. I think it would be awesome. Yeah, because nothing is, you know, we're all code. We're all youth sports parents involved and. The abuse these officials get is just ridiculous. How about the girl that got punched in the face That's the other day? Are we, are we talking about the same thing? What are we yeah. doing, parents? Wake yeah. up. You're idiots. Yeah. Like, th- th- there's my rant. That's it. I got, that's enough said. Idiots. Yeah. <laughs> now, it's just – it's out of control. It's, um, it's sad yeah. because at the end of the day, it's what? She fucked up a call. Who cares? Big deal, you know? dude. It's like, little as, league as, sports, and this is—I think is this 18, is why maybe? Like, like, this whole like the yeah. whole thing adjusting to umpires came from Ken Revisa. You get screwed on one call, fuck it. Next pitch, next pitch. That was the thing. Next pitch. Get to the next pitch, mm-hmm. and 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 that's the way I came up from like my Cal State Fullerton days to the big leagues. You're not gonna let one pitch affect the re- affect you the rest of the game, no. and, and and I think that's why, like. To me, umpires were like, all right, if you missed a call, I mean, yeah, maybe sometimes you, you give it a loud fuck or whatever on the mound, but who cares? Next pitch, you know, and 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 that's kind of where my attitude and my mindset came from, from listening to Ken Revisa and 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 learning that side of the mental side of the game. Um, and sometimes, I, I, you know, like I said, parents attacking umpires, that's just like like he said that's idiotic beyond idiotic it should never get to that point and what this is not is you you just don't treat anybody like that no. that's right that's what period period, period. Son, this is where some punched out like who cares right this is what i told my parents for my travel team i said you guys are not to yell at the umpires i deal with them i've dealt with them my entire life like that's what i was really good at so let me manage them because okay. and you will never see me yeah, I, I I said you will never see me get ejected from a game. Period. Not at not at the ten U level. Yeah, it's not it worth a, it, buddy. The, yeah, I lasted two Pop Warner football games. It was one year when I was doing high school football. I was doing like JV high school football. And then hey, Saturdays you want to make some cash doing Pop Warner? I lasted two games because the moms were ridiculous. <laughs> it, Rick, this was in Paul's Verdes. Like the rich area, I did. I was like, no, nah, I'm done. I, I I don't need the forty eight dollars that that bad. I mean, I did, but not worth it to like get abused like that for like a a pee wee football. Like, nah. So it was terrible. Yeah, it was actually yeah. Yeah, parents be better. Be better. Yeah. Like 
Like, that's right, Rick. That's like, right. Just be better. Like, there's you know, no need to. Yeah, just go sit way like, in the outfield, away from everybody, and yell at the tree. Do that. Maybe teach your kids. Don't let one call affect you. If he calls strike one and it's down and away, and it was it was a ball. Teach him. Be like, hey, you know what? You got two more strikes to work with. Simple. You got two more strikes. I need you. I need you to stay within yourself and yep. and just you know. Hey, that's, that, that's a novel. That's a novel idea, Rick. But ninety nine percent of the parents don't know how to do that. <laughs> well, little Johnny, they screwed you today. That's why you didn't get a hit. No, hey. little Johnny, you didn't get a hit because you can't hit. How about that? <laughs> Go to Josh Tolley School hitting if you want to. <laughs> yeah, no, and I told you, I told you guys last week. Our, our, about Sebastian not wanting to go play in the upper level That's yet. Right. Yeah. But like I went to the one game where I went and and there was this gentleman sitting next to me and his grandkid, I believe, was hitting. And he kept like he struck out the first at bat and he was like yelling at the guy handling the machine, like saying, Hey, the machine's not throwing strikes. Hey, the machine's doing this. Come on, like get the machine right, like out loud. And I was like, Are you kidding me? Like what? Like it was like that awkward where all the parents kind of looked up at him and were like, "What's going on?" And he was just like, just going off. And I'm like, "Dude, like, stop!" Like, what? Like, I just, yeah, man. I went and sat, uh, like, like you said, Beto. I, I, I got away. I went and <laughs> and stood by the third baseline, and I want to keep an eye on Sebastian because I know he's fucking crazy, and uh, just to keep him like his head in the game and get him ready and stuff like that. But yeah, I went in and sat there for the rest of the game. I was like, I can't, I can't. As you should, as you should, Rick. Just relax. <laughs> but that was the only game he went to, and now he's good we're job, back. Rick. We're back. We're back to the little. Uh, we're back to the to the to his level. To his level. He exactly. He's just a foot taller than everybody else. It's all right. He'll figure it out. All right, Tolly. I know you got to get going because you got to go shovel snow. No baseball lessons now. How? There you go. There you go. We're going inside. Let's go. Wait, aren't you kids in the spring break or whatever? No, they're home on the snow day, but I'm going to leave them here for a little bit by themselves. Before you go, they can't go to school because of snow, but they can go to hitting lessons in the snow. That's that's right. I love that. Priorities. Very well done. That's right. All right, totally. Giggle, you got to rant for us or you got to go? Uh, No, I'll give it to you. I I got, yeah, I got a little rant for you. It actually has to do with what, it's not crazy today, but <laughs> I need the schools to start to understand that let's just see what really happens with the snow instead of just canceling it right away. I really cannot do this anymore in the winter time. All right. No more. Let it. The roads were clear by nine o'clock. It would have been fine. Let's get my kids to school. They need to learn. No more snow days. There we go. <laughs> <laughs> I wasn't that prepared for a good rant today. No, it was no, a long no, no, no. week. Dude, I got hit. I got hit. I got T-boned in my truck uh, Saturday afternoon. No. So I just dealing with insurance companies. I could rant on them for about a month, but we're going to let that alone. Totally. Going you're, through the you're process like grown up, right man. now. You're like Tough. a legit grown-up dealing with insurance. Too much adulting. Too much adulting, Beto. If you would have been in the, in, the, in the minor leagues or major leagues right now, you don't have to deal with this. You're right. You're damn right. <laughs> Go back hey, to work and play some ball. Speaking of which, JT, before you before we let you go, um, Mike Wilner, we're talking about umpires. Mike Wilner just tw- tweeted about an hour ago. I talked to former MLB umpire Dale Scott about exactly that up that on the upcoming episode of my Deep Left Field podcast. So they he's a retired guy, so they are allowed to to do a podcast. Yeah, once you're retired, you just got to find them. Yeah, Dale Scott. 
All right, Tolly, you got yeah. homework. Find us an umpire. Let me let me find somebody. I can definitely find somebody. I'll find somebody with some juice, though. So. All right, boys. <laughs> All right, Tolly. Totally right. Great yeah. seeing you, brother. Oh, what a guy. What a guy. He, he, like, High I'm, energy, like, man. Every single week. Doesn't change. I, w- I was going to come and talk about, like I said, we don't have anything planned for this episode. I was going to talk about this kid. I read a story in The Athletic uh, who was retired for three years, and he started working again at Driveline, and he was throwing 100 miles an hour. And he's now in double A with the Diamondbacks. So I was going to talk about that as a lefty. But totally got going and good stories about the empires, man. It's a yeah, it's a man. I, story it, that we it, don't ever talk again, about. It's a, yeah, it's a different perspective. It's again, those guys deal with them more than anybody on the field. Anybody, you know, yeah. and and it's it's funny to listen to Josh though, because he's it feels like I feel like he's got a soft spot for them. Like he really does. Like yeah. he really didn't want to blow anyone up. I said I said it out loud. Like, yeah, CB Buckner was terrible behind the plate every single damn time, you know, and uh <laughs> But again, at the end of the day, they're they're human, man, and they're out there, you know, grinding grinding along, you know. And uh, just remember, it's, the it's umpires cool. didn't like you, Rick. <laughs> I never had a problem with any of them, man. <laughs> I, I like I said, I I like I it to me it was work the mental side of the game with them, you know. If they don't give me a strike, hey, paint the next pitch. If it doesn't give it to me, go and talk to him. Call him by his first name. Boom, mm-hmm. you go. Hey, man, where where'd you where'd you have this pitch? Oh, I had it a little bit outside. All right, cool. He's like, just give, 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 keep, keep, keep dotting it there, and, we'll, and and I'll open up that zone. Don't, don't, no worries, you know. And and just like anybody, you know, your first golf swing sometimes you're you're cold as shit, you know, and it, it doesn't go as planned, and it takes a little bit to kind of get dialed in. That that's the same way for them. They get a little. Hey, uh, bit, they, did you ever buy Joe West's uh, country CD? Fuck no. <laughs> <laughs> Hell no. Nah. Nah. And he, he's. I mean, I, I'm sure JT would tell you he's he was a character too. Like he just loves the spotlight. It's his show, you know. And and but yeah, <laughs> yeah. That's the most we get out of Ricky right there. Cowboy Joe West, enjoy retirement. All right. <laughs> Thank goodness he's retired. Yeah. Uh, another good edition of the Let's Go Ricky Roll podcast. Make sure you guys uh, rate, review, subscribe, all that good stuff. We appreciate you guys coming through uh, every single Tuesday. We'll keep on going. Here for you, and if and if, and if you guys see us at the ravine, whoever is at uh, the ravine tonight, stop by and say hello. Yeah, where are we sitting? Front Doug and center. Uh, Doug Club. Yeah, no, actually, yeah, we're gonna be in the left side, uh, left field pavilion. Oh, I don't want to go left field <laughs> pavilion. Twenty four dollar micheladas. I don't want to do that. Is that what they are now? Twenty four dollars. Yeah, and they're not even like real micheladas. That I feel no. like that. Uh, that uh that juice has been sitting there like oh 100%. And also my- Rick, if you're buying beer tonight, please please only buy canned beer for me, okay? I do not want draft beer. All right, <laughs> another edition of the Let's Go Ricky Roll podcast. We'll be back next week. Thanks Ricky. I'll see you later on the day. Yeah.